Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailer for Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and our movie of the week, Revolutionary Road. Javier. Yes, sir. Greetings to you, brother. How's life treating oh, you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just getting out of a very eventful weekend. What about yourself? Dude, I don't know how much time we have, but like my weekend was insane. Let's talk first. I did nothing Friday. Fair. Relax on the couch. You know, it's Hall- it's, it's October. It's Halloween. So I want to start oh, watching yeah. like Halloween type scary movies. <laughs> so yep. I started with Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, who doesn't? Dude, like I was watching that like a couple weeks ago actually. It's 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 so corny, but still like so good though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed that, man. That was uh I mean I've seen it when it first dropped. Uh but it's on H it's leaving HBO Max at the end of this month and mm. had to check it out again, man. That was super fun. Yeah. Crap, forgot what I did Saturday, man. Probably nothing again. It was super mm. uneventful, actually. Um, no, All actually, right. I went up to Chapel Hill, man, saw my boys oh. get uh, beat by Florida State. That was fun, but we'll jump to Sunday. Oh. The Sunday was the, the big day because, as everybody knows, I'm the hugest James Bond fan, you know, have all the movies Daniel Craig is the James Bond, and this was, you know, No, no Time to Die is his last movie. So we have a, a 110 movie that we're going to, and we're maybe like seven minutes out. My TPMS goes off. My tire pressure monitor system goes off, and I am leaking air in my mm-hmm. back right tire, like, really fast. Like, it was at right. 33 and then six seconds later, it was at like 22. Okay. So oh, no. pretty fast leak there. 
But we have a, a strong uh, start time to this movie, which I'm making this movie opening weekend. So mm-hmm. um, riding with full flats in a Cadillac, baby. I'm joking, guys. It was one flat. <laughs> so we got one, this. We got this. It was it was one flat. Made it there. Watched the movie. Luckily, we have a uh, QT gas station right there. Free air. Pro pro tip, don't go anywhere for air except for QT because it's free. Okay? Go there. So if you don't have a QT and you're hearing this, sorry. Get you a QT because they got free air. Get you a QT. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then obviously was planning on waking up, doing some pod stuff today. Right. You know, go get my tires. I forgot that I actually booked a tea time at noon, but I had to go get tires. So we pushed the tea time Still, still golfed, uh, still did some pod stuff, but it kind of messed up my day because I had to start by buying, you know, over $500 worth for two tires. So, yeah, man, great weekend for me. What about you, buddy? Sounds like it was awesome. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but I'm shaking my head now. <laughs> this is an audio medium, but yeah. yes. <laughs> What about you, man? Didn't you guys have uh, something going on with the band? Yeah. Well, Friday, same. Just kind of chilled out. Saturday, we had a show. It was a, a music festival called Brew Stock. My band, 50 Flies, we performed there along with a bunch of other bands from the Carolinas, basically. All-day event. Everybody was out. You know, everybody had the merch stand set up. There was food trucks. Fire. And it was a good time. We had two stages going, going back and forth. and Dope. Was it like dueling bands like in scott pilgrim versus the world it was exactly like that dude <laughs> tell me you won some coins though right like that's <laughs> so many coins <laughs> you didn't have to play no. the sex with bombs at the end right like that wasn't the no that wasn't, that wasn't the, the the end guys no i mean it was a you know one band sound checked and played and they switched to the other stage and just kind of kept it going nice no down, no downtime, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, next year's supposed to be a lot bigger. We're hoping to uh, get to do a little bit more advertising next year as well. Where was the location of Brewfest? Uh, Lancaster, South Carolina, at a place called Benford Brewing. The owner basically has a he brews beer and he has a business there on his farm. So you go out and you're in the farmlands, and there's just a brewing company there. Good deal, brother. Good deal. Good yes, deal, sir. brother. Well. Keeping with the uh, October Halloween tradition, I sent you this new trailer, man. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Before we jump into this trailer, uh, have you seen any of the ones that were previously made? Seen all of them multiple times. Yeah, same. Talk to me about this trailer, brother. Well, for one, my wife is probably the biggest Resident Evil fan. Uh, So we see them all the time. Every time they come on, just... (laughs) Randomly, we watch. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, this trailer wasn't hasn't sold me on a whole lot with this movie yet. It's kind of it's it's going to be different than the other ones. The way it looks, the way it seems like it's directed. It's kind of more of a like an actual like video game kind of look to it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like you're, you're you're walking through the 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 city and stuff, like you're playing the game. I don't know, man. I, I this one left a lot to be desired. I feel at this particular moment, 
But hopefully the next, you know, one or two will give us a little bit more about you, man. What'd you think? So did you, did you ever play Resident Evil in Resident Evil 2? Did you ever play those games? Yeah. Yeah. When those came out on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. huge fans. Yeah. We were kids at that time, but yeah. still like mom and dad didn't know what the hell was going on. We just got <laughs> the, thanks for the game. Going to my room now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sleeping tonight or oh, yeah. for a week so this was or for the a week. Worst idea, mom and dad, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I thoroughly loved playing the games, man. And the one knock yeah. from the movies that were previously came out is they took the world but didn't do anything within the games. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, right? This it's almost if you're watching the tr- from the trailer. It looks like you're you're looking at Resident Evil, the yeah. game, and you're yeah. looking at Resident Evil Two, the game. Now hmm. there's a mashup in there where you're kind of mixing the two because they're 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 separate. But I guess for the sake of the movie, they're trying to adapt the first two games into this mm-hmm. to kind of see how that works, man. But pretty. Pretty good young cast in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't really like the look of the guy who's playing Leon. Leon's a... Uh, he's, he looks a lot different. He looks a lot more ethnic than what we're used to for Leon S. Kennedy, who is my favorite character in the Resident Evil uh, world. Mm-hmm. We, we'll, we'll use that. So... Not really sold on that. He better come with the acting. He better come with the badassery. <laughs> yeah. We should literally have a MIAP shirt that says badassery, by the way. I just thought about that. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Write, write that down somewhere. Uh, put that in our in our unmade merch store. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but no, dude, this movie, <laughs> I, you know what? Obviously, because I watch everything. I'm going to see this. Expectations are low. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it too. I mean, I know it's kind of it's got a lot to live up to, you know. Like you said, with the games, with the movies that or its predecessors. We'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm definitely still gonna go check this one out, no matter what. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Regal Starlight, I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this week, man, you could say our episode this week is brought to you by the letter R. We'll do it like Sesame Street style. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and our movie of the week, Revolutionary Road. I thought that was funny when I was writing this up, man. Uh, But let's go ahead and discuss this week's movie. That might be our pod title, by the way. That's fine. That's fine. Brought to you by the letter R. Yes. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> All right, man. So we got Revolutionary Road. This uh, yep. dropped in theaters in 2008. Uh, we've actually reviewed a lot of movies that were dropped in 2008. So I tried to find some other movies outside of the ones that we have talked about. So we got The Day After Tomorrow. I just lied to you. That movie did not come out in 2008, guys. My notes <laughs> say The Day the Earth Stood Still. You said the wrong movie. The to- uh, dude, I wrote okay. The Day the Earth Stood Still, <laughs> but I said The Day After Tomorrow. No clue why. Mm-hmm. But what happens? We'll Love continue. Yep. The mm-hmm. Happening, Quantum of Solace, 10,000 BC, nice. Shea, 
Defiance, Traitor, definitely maybe. And the reason why I say good luck in a European accent, Taken, right? <laughs> good luck. And it's a horrible mm-hmm. European accent as well. So. <laughs> Fine, it works, it works. Uh, we got this movie, Revolutionary Road, is directed by the great Sam Mendez. It's written by Justin Haith from a novel written by Richard Yates. This one had a budget of 35 mil. The box office brought in 76 mil. Starring in this one, we have Leonardo DiCaprio as Frank Wheeler, Kate Winslet as April Wheeler, Michael Shannon as John Givings Jr., Kathy Bates as Helen Givings, Catherine Hahn as Millie Campbell, and David Harbour as Shep Campbell. Yep, those are our, our big players in the movie yeah. here. Tell us about it, man. What's that quick synopsis, sir? We got two young parents that are trying to lead this perfect life that they think they have to live because they're raising children. Uh, they make a decision that they want to move to Paris in order to escape the hopeless emptiness that they feel. But they both end up making some really bad decisions, and it ultimately leads to a broken family. Yeah, Revolutionary Road is the name of the road in this 1950s era couple where they they live on, right? It's the one that they are uh, the realtor, Givings, talks to them about in the neighborhood and stuff. You know, they're dealing with marital issues, Mm-hmm. insecurities and their failures and their hopes, right? They, they're they trying to balance everything just because that they have kids. Mm-hmm. Where the story really takes us, right, is that they decide to pack up from this life that they're living, that they're not being fulfilled, that they're just in it because of the kids, um, and they move to Paris, you know, to find themselves, to find their family, to find love within themselves again, but, you know, Frank gets asked to work on a, um innovative team at his company that he works for, Knox Machines, with more money and kind of provides him a purpose. Mm-hmm. And April gets pregnant, which makes things difficult for him to move to Paris as well. So that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the plot in a nutshell. This was an interesting flick, man. Talk to me. What were your, what were your thoughts about the overall scope of the movie? You know, for me, these types of movies aren't aren't something I'm I'm big into. The, the scope of the movie itself is kind of that white picket fence family, right? Yeah, it's the family that you you see and you're like, oh man, they got it together. They got their kids. They got a house. They got good jobs. Whatever, whatever. But you don't see the drama because you're not there. Yeah. You don't see behind the closed doors, and that's basically what this movie is showing. I mean, you got, you know, Frank, the husband, who goes to work. He makes a good living. He has the house. He's he taking care of his kids and his wife and his whole family. But he doesn't like doing it. At all. <laughs> you know, you learn in here that his father did the same thing he did, and he starts talking about how, you know, his father sat him down and talked to him about all this stuff. And he was like, you know, I don't want to be like you. But he turned out to be like him because he thought that that's what he had to do because he had children now. Right. He thought that was the path he had to lead, which, you know, ends up being something that they kind of resent against each other, him and his wife. That starts causing the problems. That starts causing the cheating. That starts causing, you know, all these 
things that nobody sees that they battle against each other. I feel like you're making a, a, a strong point there in regards to how we kind of see couples, right? Yeah. We see couples because we're not in the home with them 100% of the time. Yeah. No. You and your your wife, you know, and me and my wife, we don't live under the, the same roof, you know. Uh, yeah. So the marital strife that you guys have and the marital strife that we have, you guys don't see, you know. And yeah. this movie takes us into that marital strife, into that drama, into right. what is going on underneath, you know, that, that underbelly. Uh, oh yeah, they just have these two beautiful kids, and mm-hmm. he's making all this money, and she's the perfect housewife, right? Um, yeah. To actually see, they have some shit going on. They're they're dealing with a lot of internal stuff that they point outwards to the only other person in the house that they can do that to, and that's to their the husband or or the wife. Man, yeah. this. This movie kind of encompasses all of that. Um, let's jump into these characters here, man. Yeah. Let's start with Leonardo DiCaprio as Frank Wheeler, a, a salesman at Knox Machines. Um, you kind of get the, the the feeling at first that he is just this guy has it all together. Yeah. Um, you know, this fancy wine and dine ladies type type guy talks to all the um, receptionists or the typist and takes one out and. Wines and dines her on his birthday and ends up sleeping with with her, mm-hmm. you know. But as you kind of get on with the movie, you you can tell that he's bored with his job, hates it, not really purposeful, not really driven by it, just doing it just to make the money for his family, for his kids, for his wife, you know, to have that house that they have. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, they, they decide to kind of pack up and say, Hey, this is not working. You're not happy. We're not, not happy. Let's go to Paris. So they make this decision and that kind of changes for him when he gets yeah. this opportunity of a lifetime to be on this, on this team, right. With more money, uh, more things to do. You know, he kind of becomes the man at work because of this. Yeah. And he just kind of lets go of that dream of moving to Paris. Yeah, that all starts, too, because he's ready to move to Paris, right? He's excited about it. So he types up, you know, a a bogus uh, presentation or whatever for for the (laughs) party or presentation or whatever it is that he's supposed to be working on that they give him to, to, to make happen. So he writes this bogus thing up, you know, he says he writes up in like five minutes and they love it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, he's seeing the end of the of the job and he just doesn't care anymore. Then he ends up getting this promotion after everything he's been as hard as he's been working, he makes gets a promotion off something he didn't even care about. Then he's just like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen. Well, as soon as that happens, that's when he kinda starts thinking more about, you know, is Paris the good move? I think he tells April at some point there, you know, we can do those lives we want here. The lives we want in Paris, we can have it here because I'm going to be making a bunch more money. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where it all kind of starts spiraling, right? That's where the big arguments and all the real stuff 
really starts coming into play between him and his wife. Yeah, his uh, amazing wife, played by the beautiful Kate Winslet. We have April Wheeler. She had dreams of becoming an actress at one point in time. Yeah. She's a suburban housewife, uh, two kids with Frank, and she starts the movie with doing everything she can to make this marriage and this life work. Mm -hmm. She's the one who, you know, even after he gets back from, from cheating on her, he's the, she's the one who does the whole birthday, late birthday with the kids with him. She's the one who, whose idea is she incepts him with the idea. You like this? Watch <laughs> oh, this. She easy, incepts him easy. with the idea <laughs> of Paris, right? Like he is super yeah. stoked about it. Where he goes to work the next day, he's kind of shining and walking with his head held high, and he's like, yep, we're moving to Paris, right? And she's the oh, one yeah. who started this process. But just as they're starting to plan and get things together, she gets pregnant. Uh, I feel like that was something they could have avoided. 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was completely uh, on both of them. Yeah, they could have they planned that a lot better. <laughs> you can see that once she she tells Frank that she is pregnant, he starts leaning more into the, this this new job opportunity, this new promotion. Yeah, and that just makes her more sad, bro. She's like, we can make this happen. We can make this this work. Mm -hmm. Even to the point where, you know, she buys that, that rubber tube thing to have, like, an at-home abortion. Terrible. Just wild. She wants to make Paris works basically by any means necessary. Yeah, and th this comes up and another big breach of trust there, right? He starts questioning her, you know, how I know, how do I know you didn't try to do this with the first two kids? Yeah. How do I know those weren't? You, you didn't try to kill them, basically, is what he was saying. So messed up. Yeah. Yeah, but let, let's talk about like them two for a second before we jump. Just the battles <laughs> that they have in that house. I love how like the, most of the movie takes place within the house, right? And the battles that yep. they that they have, the these arguments and these in these fights that they're having, these these bouts. Sometimes he wins, sometimes she wins. Yeah, that's something I was reading about this movie too. Was that that was kind of the whole direction of the movie was filming it in a tiny house so that you could get all this tight space, this kind of claustrophobic area. Yeah. Every shot was tight. You know, every time you saw them arguing, you we were right there in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it starts off with arguing about what her, her play, how it didn't go as well as she thought it was. Then argument about, their life in general and they had, they really did just have a lot of problems they were they were kind of toxic for each other very every scene that's blaming one for something and another one blaming them for something else it was like okay where 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 do you get along where's your your friendship and your marriage it was like that was gone right yeah like you're you're <laughs> you know we're, we're we're both married men in our 30s yeah. and we're both looking at this like, yeah, I mean, shit, I have been in a fight with my, my wife before. I've been yeah. in plenty of fights with my wife before. Um, I bet you can say the same exact thing. But at, at some point, you know, you're looking at this movie and, and, and watching the, these two interact. And you're like, all right, yeah. they, they got to find some type of common ground, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> they, right. Both, they both just can't keep escalating these these arguments right <laughs> to the to the yeah. point the other person just breaks down cries or runs away or, or or something man like 
let's bring it down a peg, yeah. and this never happens at all. <laughs> it, really <doesn't. laughs> it really doesn't. It's like, it's uh, you know, it kind of boils, boils back to that, the mind state they had of because they had the children, they had to build this specific life. Yeah. So instead of building the life that they wanted, they were trying to live this template that really caused them to, to fall apart for each other. Definitely. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So I was watching the Tomorrow War again. Bro, okay. And Bro, have you yeah. heard of the action movie rule of Chris? All right, uh, here we go. What are you talking about, Clyde? Okay, the action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You got to hear me out here, bro. Let's go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, the Australian guy, six foot four, right? Thor, (laughs) Black Hat, Extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm -hmm. The Tomorrow War. The one you were just watching. Star-Lord, Jurassic World, Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? (laughs) Got my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hour, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action-packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? This dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Just every yeah, single one that's... of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Your name is Chris. You kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, multiple times. Action. Action and more action, bro. Talk to me, man. Who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley is the GOAT. No doubt. Get that out the way. Uh, But for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most (laughs) of the time. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit it, man. So, Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys, hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We got my main man, David Harbour. He is our mm-hmm. uh, follow-through from, from last week's episode. He's uh, Shep Campbell, their their <laughs> neighbor, their friend of the Wheelers, him and his wife. We'll talk about her, Millie, in just a few minutes. But um, uh, Shep has, has eyes all day for April, bro. Let me tell you my notes I have for these two real quick. Yeah. So for, for Catherine Hahn as Millie Campbell, has, I put... She seems to love the Wheelers and is upset that they decided to leave. <laughs> yep. And I, I put for David Harbour as Shep Campbell that he loves one of the Wheelers a little too much. <laughs> and that's why he's decided. <laughs> that's why he's upset they're going to leave. <laughs> we watched the, these movies, right? And that was actually great about those two because 
as much as I love Catherine Hahn, she just was that suburban housewife. But, yeah. you know, you, you watch these movies and you try to relate to the characters or, like, put yourself in their shoes to see, like, how they're being formed. And yeah. I see Shep, right? And he's he's married, has kids with Millie, you know, but he's in love with April and is almost like pissed off when they tell them that yeah. they're moving to Paris. He's asking all these really like intrusive questions and just kind of putting it on heavy. Yeah. And you can tell that he likes her. But like, once again, putting myself in in his shoes, right? Let's say it was some girl that I really liked or whatever. And she's moving. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. Peace. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You've made this decision. We're yeah. not together. Okay. Cool. 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 Whatever. Like, you know, and obviously this is a little harsher because he has a family. And he's supposed to be in love with his wife, mm. but he's not. He's really in love with April. And David Harbour's really good at it. He's kind of a douchebag yeah. in this movie. Like, not intentionally. He just sees past his family because he yeah. wants what the Wheeler's have and that's in quotation marks. Yeah. He wants what the Wheelers have, that perfect life cuz she's cuz April's the perfect wife. And right. he's jealous that he does not have that. That's what I kind of got out of, out of him. But kind of the way that he went about it was ah, that wasn't cool, bro. That wasn't cool at all. So <laughs> one of those real situations where like we were saying, you know, he sees this, you know, beautiful woman who he just kind of wants to to try it out basically right yeah he he's been with his wife for so long he's kind of you know for lack of a better word bored of her i guess and he thinks he can have something with this other woman and you know it's just it's just creepy it's one of those creepy things where you're you're looking at it from the outside as as you know us watching the movie Mm -hmm. and you're like if he only knew how crazy this woman was (laughs) You know, <laughs> if he only knew how, how awesome his wife is, she takes care of him. She does all this stuff for him. But he's looking at this other woman like she's the one I really need. She's awesome. She's perfect. She's crazy. It's the 1950s, man. She's, she's the crazy. bee's knees, man. She's yeah. the bee's knees. <laughs> I don't know if they said that in the 50s. I have no clue. Um, that's was, probably when it started. I wasn't know, alive then, but uh, I can only assume <laughs> they said the bee's knees, right? Uh, <laughs> We hope. We can only hope. <laughs> we got uh, Kathy Bates as uh, Mrs. Givings. She's a realtor who sells the wheelers the house. Uh, she's the one who kind of puts in them that that they are special. They're mm-hmm. that they're they're a special people that that she knew they were different as soon as they got off the train to get to that area. What's yeah. weird about this relationship? She just kind of was like, "I'm your friend now. <laughs> Let's do dinners." With the, yeah. like, I start doing family dinners and stuff. Like, oh, you're yeah. wrong. Me and Carmen, like, our, our realtor, super cool, super awesome. Like, me and Carmen's age. And we got to know each other. We were really cool. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, that's our, our realtor, bro. That's not somebody who we're going to be like, yo, let's every Sunday do dinner. And maybe it was just the times, but that was awkward for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> we see it kind of happen again towards the end of the movie. I think that's just... The lady. I think she's kind of like selling this one house, you know, over and over. <laughs> yeah. 
So she just kind of locks on and is like, all right, well, I'm part of your family now, you know, so. But let's talk about my son. Who, yeah, let's talk about the son, (laughs) right? Who is my favorite character in this movie? Uh, Michael Shannon as John Givings Jr., uh, the realtor's son, uh, who is uh, mentally unstable, who is really the the voice of reason and kind of sees right through all the bullshit the wheelers try to portray. One hundred percent, he sees it. He knows what's up. <laughs> he knows exactly what's going on. Right? He sees that they're running from something or running towards something to go to Paris, even when they decide to not go. <laughs> he sees why, and which drives. Frank insane, which he almost like beats yeah. this guy to death, right? Michael Shannon, fab- it was small role for him. Only like what the two scenes that he's in, but yeah, but they were so good, so right? good, man. So good. Every couple, every friend needs a person like this. Unfortunately, it had to be this really awkward asshole, mentally unstable guy for the yeah. Wheelers. <laughs> but I think everybody needs it. You need somebody who's going to cut right through the bullshit. Yeah, he, he definitely had no problem doing that <laughs> at all. He gets it. And I think it's more of a not trying to have those blinds on where this is the the perfect life, right? We get back to that part of the movie again. You know, he knows, okay, I know you're young. I know you got your jobs you got your house but he calls frank out he's like the only reason you got this house is because you have a job that you don't like going to but it pays you well yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, oh no it's, the horror yeah <laughs> In the whole movie he's like you said he got that awkwardness but he's also really wise to see through the bs you know and he he really likes both i mean they do get into arguments, and he is a bit of an a-hole, but he seems to really like Frank and April. I kind of get that vibe as well, man. But he's just got a weird way of showing it. Like, he he wants them to go to Paris. He wants them to get out of that emptiness they're feeling. So when they don't do it, you know, he kind of loses his shit. And he's like, Frank, you did this. You know, you got her pregnant. You didn't want to leave because of your job and all this stuff. This is your fault. Why are you holding her back? Yeah, man. Like, he just, his, his, his tactics are... Yeah horrible but you know his his reasons and and why he's so vocal and loud about it are good like he he wants this couple to succeed but just has a shitty way of portraying it so (laughs) (laughs) yep that's exactly what happened yeah but like a tour de force performance by michael shannon man which Mm -hmm. was which was great to see in this movie oh yeah all right man sets and 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 style man i I really only have uh one line from my notes here but what sam mendez does best man is put us in a world everything from the clothing the music the style the the language right Mm -hmm. uh when the when his boss said this is Cracker Jack. I was like, "What the, f- what the, f- <laughs> what the? F- is that good or bad?" I was, I was confused. Don't even have to beep you. I'll beep you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, but I really was. I was like, I was like, "What? Yeah. Does is that is is this a is this good work? Is this bad work? What does Cracker Jack mean? Right? I don't know. You know, but even that like warm color palette in their house." Screams the 1950s, man, right? All day. That's what I was talking about a little earlier. I didn't want to dive too deep into it, but they they filmed. It was in Connecticut, right? They filmed in this these two small houses. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a set or nothing. They were in 
actual houses and the whole theme of the whole thing was being claustrophobic in a small home in a very plain home yeah which is like you said this is the whole the whole movie it kind of portrays that feeling that they have they're just in this kind of boring life they're not doing nothing exciting there's nothing exciting to see in the whole thing yeah even when they look outside right it's nothing but like wooded area yeah there's yeah, nothing. Plain. It's, <laughs> yeah, there's like nothing that. going on. I like yeah. that, and I love that you're stepping up your. Let me go see what's what else I can find about this movie, man. I <laughs> I, I love that, dude. Gonna make me have to bring my game next week. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, let me jump to the theme here. This is kind of a weighty movie, man. There's a lot going on here, but this is all about you, your feelings, right? The sense of falling in love and forgetting about your dreams and desires to be with someone else, right? And with that, the ugly consequences of finding out that you aren't in love with this person, you do have, you know, unresolved issues with finding yourself and end up hating each other for what they, the crutch that they used was for the kids for, for settling down for being in this home. Um, when really you had bigger dreams and aspirations to do other things. And they definitely could have done them. 100% man. I agree. I think it was just, I guess maybe because like we're, we, we live in this time where things are more readily accessible available but to be socially accepted you have to do x y and z in in the 1950s right uh nowadays it's totally different so they felt that they were in this box i guess that's something i like you know saying that about the themes and and doing what you're supposed supposed to be doing in that time like when he's going to work and they get off the train and you just see all these men just walking down the train station with their the same style hat, the same style suit. You know, it's like a, a blanket of what you're supposed to be in that time. Exactly, yeah. All right. That is our conversation about Revolutionary Road. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Javi, what are your thoughts about this movie, man? You know me, man. You, you know <laughs> where, where my... Where my uh, my road in life takes me when it comes to cinema. It's not it's not on Revolutionary Road, <laughs> it's, is it? It's, not on, it's nowhere near Revolutionary <laughs> Road. No, no, no. You know that being said, you know I'm, I like comedy movies. I like sci-fi movies. I like getting away from the everyday kind of life. The you know, not to say that this movie is every everyday life. You know, everybody's situations are different. But you know that being said, great cast. Great acting. You know, these are all, you know, top-notch actors. And that's really what kept me in it. I mean, the story or the the, the the plot was a good plot. The story, you know, getting from scene to scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Didn't really hold me that well. I mean, I watched it and I sat and watched it, obviously. But it's so hard for me to just, like, enjoy a sad movie like this. <laughs> You know, it's really hard for me, too, because it's, it's not what I watch entertainment for. But it's still art at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm going to rate this one a three out of five. Wow. That's shocking right there. Well, it was still a good movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. You know, great actors. Everything was, was solid as far as that was concerned. 
my opinion on it is the genre of the movie, which I'm not going to diss the movie because of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know at the end of the day, it was great acting. It, it was, you know, all that was very good for me. What about you, man? This is the first time since Titanic that we've seen these two characters on screen together, right? We first saw them in 1997's Titanic as basically like teenagers, as, as kids, as, yeah. as children, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of the star-crossed l- lovers, two different worlds. And when, when you do such a big, gigantic movie like that, you definitely want to see them team up again. It's like the um, the Godfather Part Two when you have Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in the same movie. They're not in, in any scenes together, but they're in the same exact <laughs> movie, right? And then 1995's Heat comes out, and they're in that together, and they finally sit down. Like two hours into the movie, they finally sit down. People were wanting to see Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio back together in a movie. And they bring it, man. It's yeah. it's some great acting, some some great bumping heads and going back and forth with each other and mm-hmm. arguing and, and discussing. It's just the acting between those two is still just top notch. Where that was 2008, this movie came out. I, I don't know why they have not been in a movie since. Um, would love to see that again, right? Mm-hmm. Just them two. This movie, man, with. With everything and the direction of Sam Mendes, which is huge for me because he's one of my favorite directors, uh, this this gets four buckets of popcorn for me, man. I I love the reality. I love the story that the director and the writer is is telling here, in regards to like you don't have to settle and you can figure it out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know you sometimes just have to let go. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, four buckets of popcorn. This is a very weighty movie, and it's really hard to watch at times. Um, But it is just fantastic. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Revolutionary Road. Next week, we will be discussing the 2016 Western thriller, Hell or High Water. And that is streaming on Hulu. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.